Tonight, Game 62, Celtics vs. Knicks. Welcome to Garden Party with Owen and Mark. I'm Mark, and this is Owen. And we're two lifelong Celtics fans living in L.A. For the rest of the season, we'll be posting recaps, breaking down box scores, and keeping you up to date with who's streaking, who's slumping, and who's coming in clutch. Look for new pods after every game. Welcome to the podcast. Celtics are down in Madison Square Garden tonight playing the Knicks. This will be the third meeting this season. The first time they met, Celtics hit a record 27 three-pointers and blew them out. Second meeting was in Boston, and it was an overtime thriller. Unfortunately, the Celtics lost that game. JB's out tonight for personal reasons, and the Celtics are also missing Gallo. Knicks have everybody going. The Celtics are a two-and-a-half-point favorite tonight. Owen, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, I don't really have like a clear-cut prediction. I hope that Jason Tatum... I mean, he's just struggled recently. I don't know why, but I just, I just want to have another good scoring night. Like, he's been great in all other facets. I just want him to be just a pure scoring night, especially Madison Square Garden, the big stage. I mean, yeah. I've been saying that for the last few uh, games. But <laughs> You've been hoping for it? I really, I just need Jason Tatum to do, to try to take back that MVP race. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe if, because Jalen's out, he'll take a little bit more of a, of a, uh, a scoring role. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? I'd love to see it too. What I'd like to see is the smart uh, Brunson matchup. And Randall, I don't know how anyone slows down Randall. He's big, he's strong, he stretches the defense. Uh, we can double him, but then uh, I forget who it was last time. I think it was uh, Quentin Grimes was missing. You know, he was getting open threes when we doubled. He was missing last time, but who knows if he's going to do that again. I was just going to say, they're like, I've said this before last time we played. I feel like this is, a, this is the gritty type of team that the Celtics really struggle against where everyone's a great defender. It's not like they have one good paint defender. Everyone's a good paint defender. There's a lot of pressure, especially on the perimeter. And we struggle a lot with um, turnovers against these types of teams. I want to see us try to clean up, a, clean up a little bit. Well, one last thing I want to say was that, like, in the last two times we played them, we've had huge swings. Like, in both, in both games, the Celtics have had a 15-point lead and lost it. And then they pushed up a lead again, and then they come and lost it. And in the last game, the Celtics had a 15-point lead. And another time, the Knicks had a 13-point lead. And then it ended up in overtime. So clearly, these two teams, when they play each other, super streaky, uh, super droughty, they go on runs, and so I think that we're gonna have to buckle up. And uh, hopefully, it'll be a fun game. We've had a couple of two, we've had two really close games that the Celtics have won. I'm hoping uh, if it stays tight, it'll be something similar. All right, you ready to watch a game? Let's go. All right, we'll be right back. Okay, game is over. The Celtics lost this one, 109-94. It was, um, it was a bad shooting night, for one. Uh, well, what did it was a bad everything night. It was, uh, a, it was a bad everything night. It was, uh, yeah, the, the, the Knicks came out hot. Julius Randle was, was really hot in the first. I think he had 12 points in the first quarter. Um, and... Uh, Brunson was terrific as well. Brunson is so fast. And I swear to you, somewhere in the middle of the game, yeah, Brunson had seven in the first quarter. In the whole game, Jalen Brunson ended up with 17. Julius Randle ended up with 23. Emmanuel Quickly had 23. Josh Hart had 12. Mitchell Robinson had 10. RJ Barrett had 10. So they had one, two, three, four, five, six guys in double digits. Um, and the Celtics had uh, Malcolm Brogdon had 22. He led the Celtics with 22. Marcus Smart had 19. Um, and then we got to Jason Tatum with 14. Derek White and Al Horford with 13. So that's one, two, three, four, five guys in double digits. Um, 
But uh, it was an awful, awful shooting night. The Celtics shot in order. They shot 8.3% from three in the first quarter. One for 12. And the Celtics were down by 12 points at the beginning of the first quarter, at the end of the first quarter, and it never... You know, they kept pushing and they kept cutting into lead, getting it down to eight, getting it down to nine, getting it down to 12. But they couldn't break that barrier. Uh, the the Knicks were just, they were crazy fast tonight. Their defense was really strong. And they were the Celtics hot too. got They were super hot too. And they were, and the Celtics just got frazzled. Um, I feel like the Knicks just kind of like out-energed us tonight. Like they, they look they're just really way good. faster. Like our perimeter defense was awful. They were just like blown by it. Like there was one play in particular I remember. I mean, it's happened on, it happened on basically every play, but. There was one play where I think Grimes ran a full half circle around Brogdon <laughs> before it didn't really seem like Brogdon was like doing nothing. It just like he was trying to protect it. He was trying to like defend and he just ran a full half circle around Brogdon and then darted towards the rim and just was uncovered. Yeah, I feel like that happened all night. We also I felt like we lost guys in uh, our zone defense a lot, which I didn't realize. So I felt like a switching, but I felt so incredibly smart though this is one play. I saw the beginning of the play, about twenty seconds of the shot clock, I saw Oh, they lost Josh Hart. I said that out loud. And then at 10 seconds, Josh Hart gets a wide open three. And I felt, mm, I saw that for a mile away. I felt so <laughs> basketball savvy. Well. That's but like that was happening all night where it was just like, oh, they just lost him in coverage. And he's just, they, they don't know. Like the worst part was of how long I saw it for because Marcus Martin, Malcolm Brockton were both guarding quickly and neither of them realized it. And we're never, there was no communication going on like with uh, people like calling. I feel like tonight was like a low energy night. The Celtics weren't weren't there, and so many facets of the game, and just the Knicks were. They were up for it. It it felt to me like, um, do you know how like when Neo was in the Matrix, and he realized how to utilize the Matrix? It felt like the net the Knicks were in the Matrix and could play at like one and a half times speed, and they slowed the Celtics down to eighty five percent. Yeah, I feel the same way. It was just crazy. And it was just like their hand, they got their hands on everything. And then every loose ball the Knicks would get. Mitchell fucking Robinson. I don't know. This guy is amazing. <laughs> oh my God. Everything. He just gets everything. Yeah, he was amazing until he got to the free throw line. But it, it, <laughs> it, it, that was in the fourth quarter. Whereas everywhere else, he blocked, he blocked Tatum at the rim for a dunk. Julius Randle was everywhere. He's enormous. Julius Randle's incredible. Uh, Brunson is tiny, and he but he was able to create space no matter who was guarding him. It could be it could be Rob Williams. He just has this another. It's kind of like um, Halliburton. He just had a he had a he has this herky jerky thing where he can just get open. He was so fast. Actually, I disagree with that. I think Jalen Brunson's like I, I know it's crazy. I'm just straight up disagreeing with you. I feel like Halliburton's just like a long, lengthy like like I said last time, like seventy percent legs, just like very herky jerky stuff. I think Brunson's like a muscle ball. Like he's no, no. just like he's quick, explosive, and just like gets to his spots, and it's just like almost a little Chris Paul esque with a shot too. You're, we're, we're in agreement on that. Uh, they are very different physical style players, but that herky jerky stop forward, go back. Oh yeah, uh, like their start uh, stop get, and go is pretty to get to get open. Um, uh, Brunson Brunson was incredible tonight. Um, so highlights for the Celtics. Um, Marcus Smart played pretty well, and Malcolm Brogdon played pretty well. Yeah, Malcolm Brogdon was really steady. He played really well. Ma- Marcus Smart's block on uh, Hartenstein was awesome. He went, he got all the way up. That's pretty high to get it was to, like, to block Hartenstein. It felt like he winded up, and then like it was like a volleyball spike. He just like took it down. Yeah, that was. And great. then also, um, 
We finally had a good offense possession there. Tatum got it, gave a little pocket pass to Brogdon to finish the play, but right, it went, it went, uh, it went. Grant Williams to Tatum, Tatum to Brogdon, Brogdon left-handed layup, and it was great. Um, but that is the end of the highlights for the Celtics. <laughs> Very short sure highlight. Uh, yeah, it was it was a good game for Brogdon. Um, a tough night, and but you know, I think I think the two places it was it was. I mean, I don't know how they were playing so sweet. They they've just won five in a row. They're playing great basketball right now. We're going to see him again on Sunday. Uh, so we'll see uh, what adjustments the team can make. And and I mean, one of the adjustments is there. Some of these shots are just going to fall. Sam Hauser was missing. Wide open shots, um, and 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 this is another big annoying stat, which is they got to the line thirty four. They got thirty four free throw attempts. We had fourteen, and I think they were swallowing the whistle on the Celtics. But I feel I feel like it wasn't the refs like as much. I think the refs were bad, but in other ways. Do you think they just weren't the Celtics just weren't the being aggressive? just weren't being aggressive? They weren't putting pressure on Mitchell Robinson in the paint. They weren't pe- putting pressure. They were just settling with a lot of threes, which I think is good for the Celtics because we're a great three point shooting team. But I feel like at some point you gotta change it up. You gotta you gotta go for it. like Tatum. Tatum didn't wasn't like driving a lot, and I thought he was being a little bit too passive. He used to at the beginning of the season, what I always thought was such a good thing and such a great aspect of Tatum is he was constantly moving. And he was getting easy buckets. He was getting a lot of just easy dunks. Yeah, and I uh, and I think he just stopped getting those. I don't know. I feel like it's a mix of okay, people are locking in on Tatum now. Yeah, I think it, I think defenses are. But also, he's are, just are like what the Celtics are doing. he was missing so many shots, just like th- stuff that normally falls for him. He was one for nine from three tonight, six for eighteen from the field, uh, and only one for one from the free throw, uh, which I think was a technical foul. Um, he actually got ejected from the game. He had a he had a um, he had a pretty aggressive dunk early where Hartenstein sort of that pushed under him, and he was yelling, and he dropped, and I guess he yelled at the ref and uh, got an early tee. And then at a real crucial moment in the game where the Celtics had the ball, and I think they were down uh, 10, and um, and Tatum pulled up for a three. And, and we were talking about how if they hit this three, uh, we're going to, you know, we're in this game. And he missed the three, got fouled. They didn't call it. And, and it, was like, it was like one of those high five fouls. The ball was released. It was a high five. So it wasn't like a, in my opinion, it wasn't something to get like, Worked up over. Well, yeah, except that I think there was a landing zone thing where he, where Robinson was in his landing zone, and then they went down and scored. So it was a five point turnaround. We were now down twelve, and Tatum was frustrated for him all night, and um, and so he got a second technical, and he was ejected with about three and a half to play, mm-hmm. and uh, and the game was basically over at that point. Yeah, um, I'd like to, I'd like to preface this with saying. I'm not a pretty positive guy. I'm pretty. Uh oh. I, I look on the bright side of stuff. Like during games, you, you know, you watch games with me. I'm normally looking on the bright side. But Tatum, Tatum's been bad the last, I think, wow. two weeks. Uh, wow. Like, look, he's... change your tune, buddy. Change your tune. He's bad? No way. I, okay, yeah, not bad. Like, of course, I'm holding it to like super high standards. Like, yeah. let's get that out of the way, too. But he just hasn't been so i feel like i haven't seen him like just score and just take over a quarter or something and, like since i mean for not let's not count the all-star game because that was a layup line but like i just haven't seen him be the superstar in a while yeah i mean i mean i mean he had that great shot against the sixers but that sixers he was doing he wasn't doing that stuff that night like yeah but to be fair to be fair uh and consistent not that we have to be either um He, you know, we have been lauding the fact that while he hasn't been having great scoring nights, he's been finding ways to contribute. And tonight, he didn't have a very good scoring night, and I didn't feel like he had other ways to contribute. 
And he was he would even get you know he would even get to the line a lot in those other games, and he wasn't doing that. So I think this was you know that's this another wasn't thing. I feel a like, game. like normally he he would get sixteen trips by himself, and the entire team had that tonight. Like it's just that pressure he normally applies, and Jalen Brown has that too. We were missing that tonight, but the pressure that he normally applies just feels like it's gone, or just like he's less willing to muscle because he was so strong and so like graceful, and that's what I thought made his game so good, especially on those drives. And he just has not been doing that recently. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure that also other teams are keying in on him and uh, making his life hard, and which is where Malcolm Brogdon and Derek White are getting open threes, and generally they're hitting him. Uh, Derek White tonight, let's just run through his numbers. Derek White, uh, 0 for 5 from 3, 13 points, 4 for 11 from the field. Tough night, 5 for 5 from the line. So it was just a, a general all-around night. It was it was definitely one of the, oh, Mike Gorman was back, which was great to see. Uh, and he Hired Mike Gorman. And he and Scal were talking about, you know, you know how they're just like, oh, I guess it's one of those nights. And it really felt like it. They just, the ball wasn't falling. They had a couple opportunities and it didn't go their way. But Gorman had an eye patch, which was yeah, he did have an eye patch. Uh, I hope he's okay. So the next game, the next, we have a shot at them again on Sunday, and uh, and that'll be very interesting to see what the adjustments are. So next game up, Cleveland, um, in Boston. Uh, it, uh, they took us, they've won the first two games early in the season. And so I would love to see the Celtics rebound with a good, strong game against Cleveland. That'd uh, be a fun game. Cause I feel like that's a, that is a team where I was saying like the Knicks, like their, their high energy, high motor defense is something that we show against that team. Cleveland has a pretty good defense, but it's the type of defense that we do relatively well with. They have a few good, like Jared Allen, good paint defenders, Evan Mobley, good, great paint defenders, but not exactly outstanding perimeter defense. And I feel like that's those are deep perimeter teams are the teams that we struggle with yeah. offensively. Yeah. And so I think this will be a good like testing to see, all right, can we still do we still have what makes us great? Yeah, and I think we do, obviously. But um it's just a bad night. And and can we slow down um their two big scorers? I know Mitchell's looking to one up Damian Lillard and get another seventy. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Well, we're both a little bummed. We'll see you guys uh, in two days, Cleveland. I feel like uh, I feel like I'm not. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I mean, of course, obviously, not. I'm not. I'm not happy we lost, but I'm not like worried about this loss. I feel like this is just it's, it's just, just a game. It's just part of the regular season. It doesn't feel like they. There's been losses where I've felt like, like that Miami Heat loss felt like, oh shit, this is bad. Like we we had this and we fucked up. Like we. No, they were listen. They were running their they were running their offense. They were playing hard defense. They're getting good shots and balls didn't fall. That happens. We weren't like turning it over crazy, like crazy. No, not at oh, all. Oh, we were, but like not worryingly so. Not really. It was 11, 11 turnovers. Really? Uh, both teams had 11 turnovers. I feel like Jason Sam threw the ball away. Celtics had eight blocks times. to their three blocks. Yeah, he did. Ooh. But um, but uh, that's also that's part of the course right Tatum. Yeah. The block start? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to land this plane. We'll see you in two days. This podcast is produced by Mark and Owen on our dining room table. New podcasts drop the morning following every game. Next up, the Cleveland Cavaliers on March 1st. You know what I saw yesterday uh, in the Clippers and Kings game? Mike Fratello, like literally I was watching that 172-177 game. Yeah. Uh, In the first quarter, like three minutes in, Mike Fratello goes... Buckle up. This is going to be a high-scoring game. (laughs) Isn't that crazy?